We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 26th. Happy 32nd birthday to former Celtics, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Raptors great Greg Steamsma. Nick Whalen here with James Anderson. We're going to spend the bulk of this podcast breaking down who we believe will be the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Later in the week, uh, we'll do a podcast on the Western Conference All-Stars. Um, as things stand right now, and after the D. Wade news earlier today and the Mellow news over the weekend, it would seem that player movement, at least major player movement, is is done uh, for now, at least with the regular season set to begin in about two and a half weeks, but you never know. Um, but the way things look right now, the Eastern Conference seems like it's going to be like eight times as easy to be an all-star uh, as it is in the West, where, as has been the case for the last decade, really, really good players are, once again, not going to be all-stars. Right. I, I think it's actually not as bad in the East as I thought it was going to be when I actually sat down and mapped out the 12 people I was going to pick. But when you when you stack up these 12, especially the seven reserves I have versus who the seven reserves in the West are going to be, I mean, the gap's definitely as big as ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was 
I don't want to miscredit. I want to say it was KL Chenard, who we've had on the pod a few times, tweeted out a list yesterday of basically just good players in the Western Conference, and it was like 30 guys deep. And there's, I mean, there's guys, and we'll talk about this, you know, on Thursday on the Western Conference pod, but someone like what Damian Lillard, Paul Millsap, like guys who would be virtual locks in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. any year are pretty much going to have no shot to make the Western Conference All-Star team. Um, you know, Mike Conley still has never been an All-Star. That's not happening anytime soon. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. But the opposite is kind of true in the East. But I, I am with you. When, when I sat down to make my list, I kind of thought, all right, there's going to be six or seven locks. And then we're going to have, you know, Goran Dragic type of guys, Miles Turner type of guys who are going to have a really good chance to make their first All-Star team. And... I don't really know that that's going to be the case. So I guess we can start. Um, I don't know how you have your list tiered off, but I, I have mine separated into three sections. The locks, guys I feel good about making it, and then wild cards. Well, did you I, – I did my starters and my reserves. Did you okay. break it down into starters? No, I'm going to do that on the fly. All right. So uh, there's two guard spots, three front court spots. Correct. Uh, for my two guard spots, uh, Kyrie's a lock, obviously, as the, the number one guard. He led all Eastern Conference backcourt players in fan voting by a gigantic margin last year. He was also at the top of the player voting. He wasn't at the top of the media voting, but it doesn't really matter. Like If you win the fan and the player, like you're, you're a lock to be in, and he won the fan voting by 700,000 like he he got Several one votes he got 1.7 million votes Dwayne Wade was second closest at uh nine yeah was Dwayne Wade's total which is way too high for Dwayne Wade but just to break it down uh this started last year this current system 50% fan voting 25% player voting 25% media voting is now how the starters uh, are determined. And they've kind of pared down which media can vote, too. Right. So now that certain contracts, uh, you know, most notably the Supermax, are tied in to all-star appearances, local, like, you know, basically broadcasters or local guys or, or women are no longer able to vote for the all-star team. So it's mostly national guys to at least do make some effort to eliminate any res- or any uh, local bias. Um, but the East lost four All-Stars from last year's team to the Western Conference. They lost the number four, the number five, and the number seven players in terms of fan voting in the backcourt. Um, so there's going to be quite a bit of turnover, you would think, uh, on this roster. They only gained one All-Star, Gordon Hayward, uh, from the Western Conference. So you have Kyrie as your first lock. Who's your other starting guard? So I have him as a lock to make the team. I don't have him as a lock to start, but John Wall. Okay. Uh I just there's look, there's it wouldn't surprise me if a handful of other guards besides Kyrie ended up getting the starting nod. I mean, John Wall wasn't a big guy in terms of fan voting last year. Uh but I mean, I I think he's if not the best, definitely a top 2 guard in the East. And I think the Wizards are going to be a top four team record-wise in the East. So I think that he would get – I think that there's enough like media sentiment that he's better than the two Raptors guys. I think that 
you know, the fan voting, I know DeMar DeRozan got quite a bit more than he did last year, but I think that that might be a bit closer, if not flopped, flip-flopped this year. I uh, just think the the Wizards kind of, you know, they were a fun team to watch down the stretch last year. They were a fun team to watch in the postseason. Um, I mean, he's he seems like he should be more marketable than the the two Raptors guys. I think he's going to have a huge season. So that's that's my pick as the second starter in the backcourt there. Yeah, I think that fan voting last year is a little bit of an anomaly for him. I mean, he was seventh in fan voting. He was 35,000 votes behind Derrick Rose. He was way behind Kyle Lowry and even further behind guys like DeRozan and IT. And DeRozan was great through the all-star break, cooled off a little bit afterwards. Wall was kind of the opposite. He, he really hit his stride in March and April. Um, and the Wizards, too. I mean, the Wizards weren't – they didn't get above 500 until mid-January. So uh, right. they, they essentially yeah. tanked the first month and a half of the season, and I think that kind of put people off a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, John Wall, to me, is a complete lock. I have nine guys who I think are locks. Um, not a lock to start, though. Not a lock. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Is anybody – well, let's, let's just mean, say this. Kyrie's, Who's a lock to start? Kyrie, LeBron, and Giannis are yes, locks. Those are the start. three that are locks to start. I agree. I would pick John Wall as my second backcourt starter yeah. without much hesitation, but it wouldn't like it wouldn't shock me if Kyle Lowry has a nice first half, the Raptors play well, and he gets it. I mean, well, I mean, all, right, all that we have to have happen, really, for him to not start is for what happened last year to happen again. Like right. if, they, if they're only around 500 at the time, at the, the cutoff for all-star voting, then – it's probably going to go to someone uh, that's ahead of right. him. And, well, I mean, there are some, there are some wild cards, I guess, for, for votes in the backcourt. I would say that if there's such thing as an incumbent coming into the year, it's John Wall. Like, it's, it's his starting spot to lose, in my opinion. Right. I, think, I think Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, especially the way that the Raptors finished their season, I, I don't think they left, like, the most encouraging taste in people's mouths, whereas I think Wall's stock right now as an individual player is probably as high as it's ever been. Um, so yeah, I have him and Kyrie. I, we don't even have to mention LeBron and Giannis. I think right. the only caveat with any of these locks for me is if there's an injury. If both right. those guys are healthy, um, I don't think there's They'll any chance starting. that they don't yeah, start. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's we're we're 100 agreement on our first four starters in the East. Yes. So who is your fifth starter? I have Joel Embiid. Okay. And I think that the fan voting last year bears that out. I think that his play when he's on the court. 100% bears that out. I think that the only real question for me is, is he going to be healthy enough to play in the game? I think that if he is healthy, I would be willing to lock him in as the fifth starter because I just don't see another guy in the East getting the combination of fan support and media support mm-hmm. that Embiid's going to get if he's healthy. Because if he's healthy, his like all of his advanced stat numbers are going to be – it's going to be him, LeBron, and Giannis for three best players in the East – like he's going to be ahead of all the guards. He's going to be ahead of the rest of the front court guys in the East, and then he's extremely popular. He's extremely popular on social media. Uh, just really hard for me to see someone like you know Kevin Love or uh, Gordon Hayward or whoever else getting more uh, fan support than him. And I think that as long as he's healthy, he'll get the support from the media. Yeah, and Bead's very clearly the guy if he's healthy. I don't. I didn't have him on my lock list for that. I didn't reason. either. Um, but yeah, if he if he replicates what he did last year and what did he, he played in thirty three games, I think before the break, maybe maybe thirty one. Um, he doesn't even. Yeah, like they can even 
strategically rest right, him a good and amount. They're going to. Right. I mean, he even yeah. said yesterday, he's like, I, he's frankly, I don't see myself playing 82 games. And yeah. That's uh, that's an obvious statement. Anybody who thought he was playing 82, that that was just wrong. But he, I mean, he had 500,000 more fan votes than Porzingis right. last year, and that's not going to change. Like, all, no. all he has to do is just remain relatively healthy. He doesn't have to even play as well <laughs> he ba- as he did last he year. Basically, well, he basically just has to be healthy right. at the time of the All-Star game. Yeah, he's like, like he's in the Yao Ming zone. Right, like, yeah, exactly. Like, he, um, you know, and I think, I think Kyrie, LeBron, and Giannis fall in that category, too, where they mm-hmm. could have played, like, 10 games in the first half and the fan vote yeah. will be such that they'll be starting I think the so but there's the gap between Kyrie and Wall to Rosen Beal Lowry to me is much slimmer than Embiid a healthy Embiid versus the guys you named you know Kevin Love Gordon Hayward like I think his popularity and well I mean Ky- Kyrie had like twice as many fan votes as he did last year didn't he Right, but I, I just mean like people have not Kyrie all summer. Like, there's controversy surrounding him. Like, I wouldn't. It would be crazier to me for Joel Embiid to play well and stay healthy and then lose out to Kevin Love than it would be for Kyrie, Wall, Lowry to all play well and then have Lowry be the starter. Like, that's basically no, 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 happened. no. I'm not. I don't think there's any chance at all that Kyrie wouldn't start if he's healthy. Like, okay. I, I just don't. Like, he's he's in that elite elite zone of popularity especially among uh children like just because of the you know the shoes and everything like he's just not gonna ever he's in that just zone of those guys you know we've we've talked about Dwayne Wade Carmelo Anthony guys like that where they just continue to start Kobe Bryant like where they just continue to start even though there's not really a good argument for them Mm -hmm. starting like Kyrie's in that zone now where if he's healthy he's gonna be starting no that's true I mean he's if you want to go by fan votes he was like 1.6 million votes more popular than Kemba Walker last right. year it's like it's in terms of on-court per, uh, performance they were a lot closer than that right. but yeah he has reached that point in terms of popularity so I did, like I said I didn't have him beat as a lock I don't have him as a starter I went with Gordon Hayward I don't feel great about Look that how many votes he got last year well, there's no I mean, way who else is it gonna be it's either him it's... or Kevin Love if, if I'm if I'm gonna so are you saying you think Embiid's gonna be hurt yeah I'm saying Embiid's not gonna play enough games <laughs> okay. to get it Okay, so I don't want to get my hopes up. I hope he does, but I don't want to expect it. Man, I mean, I guess you could you could maybe make a case that just the Boston the the moving from the Utah fan base to the Boston fan base gets him that many more votes. Yeah. But I mean, he got just basically no support from the fans in last year's All-Star voting. Obviously, that you could make it obviously you just say like, well, that's cuz he's in the West. He wasn't even really that deserving, so that's why he didn't get the support, but I mean, he's still you know, to get the fan voting support to start in an all-star game, I just, eh, man, it's really hard for me to envision Hayward getting that much support from the fans. I could see him getting it from the media. I don't even know if I'd see him getting it from the players, to be honest. Like, I think that, you know, you have a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, uh, Kevin Love, I would probably say would, would be better bets for just the fan vote or the player vote. But, uh, I could definitely see Hayward being deserving of the fifth spot. Yeah. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins got 500,000 more votes last year than Gordon Hayward. Right. That's a pretty bad situation in Sacramento. Like, I feel like if the Celtics are the number one team in the East come early February, Gordon Hayward's having just another Gordon Hayward year, they kind of hand it to him. And again, this is assuming MB. Who hands it to him? Like the fans, everybody. Fans? Players, the media. I mean, who else is it going to be? Let's just write off Embiid for now. Is it... You know, I mean, I don't think DeRozan's eligible. I think it. Court. I think if last year the spot went to Butler, I think it would be Kevin Love if if okay. Embiid doesn't get it. That'd be my 
Yeah. My prediction. Just based on I think you're you're gonna have I don't think anyone's gonna feel obligated to vote two Celtics in. I don't think mm-hmm. that their record's gonna be to that point. And you know, Kevin Love is just so much more of a household name than Gordon Hayward and like a lot of the people that vote for this, like it's not a you know, it's definitely not a meritocracy. Like a lot of the people that get votes are just people that like an eight year old kid knows like or, knows who they are or from a 24 year old man you never sure. know I don't, yeah some, 162,000 people voted for Ursan Ilya Silva <laughs> so I didn't hit refresh that many times right I mean I think you're gonna have a lot of uh you know neither Gordon Hayward or Kevin Love really checks that like they're not getting any kind of an international they only push start four players as a protest it's nobody <laughs> I I mean Honestly, I could see Chris Stapps getting the vote before yeah. I could see Hayward getting it, honestly. Because well, he, he's going to get, like, I mean, he's going to be putting up really good numbers on a terrible Knicks team, but he's going to get all the Knicks voting for him, or all the Knicks fans voting for him. I think you've swayed me on Kevin Love, honestly. I mean, Love had 500,000 more votes than Porzingis last year. Yeah. So, and yeah, I do, th- I do think Porzingis kind of inherits Mello's 550,000 votes. <laughs> That's the token Nick vote. But, but, I mean, Kevin Love was an all-star <laughs> last year. Kevin Love was... Three, you know, two hundred fifty thousand votes right. ahead of Jimmy Butler in the fan vote. Um, so since we're talking about these guys, I have I have Love and Hayward both as locks, yeah, uh, and I have them both getting in as reserves under the premise that Embiid mm-hmm. gets in as a starter. Sure, but I, they're two of two of my eight locks to go okay. with Kyrie, Wall, LeBron, and Giannis. Right. So we've we've gone through six locks so far: LeBron, Giannis, Love, Irving, Hayward, Wall. You have two more locks. I have three more locks. Who are your two? I have DeMar DeRozan as a lock, and I have Bradley Beal as a lock. I have both of those, and I also have Kyle Lowry. Okay. So I didn't have Lowry uh, just because I think that there are scenarios where one of Kemba Walker, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, maybe Dwayne Wade, I don't know. Like I think that there's... You're you're really only going to get. You're not guaranteed to get more than one other uh, guard spot in there mm-hmm. after DeRozan and Beal and Irving and Wall. Like you're not guaranteed to get two more. So if it's only one more, I can see a scenario where like because one of these years Kevin or Kyle Lowry's production is just going to kind of fall off a cliff. I feel and you know he got what is definitely going to be his last major payday uh i mean kemba walker is probably better than him right now Correct. and i think that you could see a scenario where the hornets and the raptors have similar records around the all-star break like maybe within three or four wins of each other and if demar DeRozan's numbers are just like if it's clear that DeRozan's the best player on the raptors and it's clear that kemba walker's by far the best player on the Hornets, which he will be, obviously, then I could see a scenario where Walker gets the nod from the coaches over Lowry to be a reserve. But, I I mean, Lowry would be – he would probably be my ninth lock if I were to make one. I just think that there's definitely ways where he could be healthy and still not get in. Yeah, that's true. I think think Lowry and Kemba – are I mean they could make it together like you said but they're they're kind of competing for what's in my mind that that ninth guaranteed spot um so yeah I have I have Walker as my number one player in tier two you know guys I feel good about making it that's where I put Embiid you know he's he's just kind of in his own space honestly because it's so health dependent 
I, and it's such a oddly a guarantee if he's healthy. Now I should say like I have Lowry making it as a reserve. I don't have Kemba making it at all <gasps> because like I don't. I just think that there's so we've covered. So I I have Irving, Wall, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid, DeRozan, Beal, Love, Hayward. That's nine. I have Lowry. That's ten. And then I have two more guys making it over Walker just because I think that there's there's a decent chance that Walker the Walker's team is just kind of average and I think Al Horford gets it because I think the Celtics are gonna, you know, have so many more wins than the Hornets and coaches obviously look for guys on winning teams or Horford's an established um you know, by Eastern Conference standards, he's a established star in the east i guess eh, i don't know if i go that far. i mean how many times has he made the all-star team too many like that uh, a lot more than kimball walker like, has. What, what's your guess i'll look it up i bet he's made to three all-star games i'll say four just because it's the four. E- you're right it's four it's the east All and with it's atlanta front court like yep um so i i have horford making it over kemba just because i think there's going to be such a gap in the the team wins and well, then you need a true center in the all-star game too well I mean, you if you don't put Horford in, right? I, my next guy that I have in is is Porzingis. I think yeah. he gets in even on a shitty or crappy Knicks team. Um, but like, if you so say you didn't say Embiid's hurt, can't play. Even if Embiid can play, like if you don't have Horford, then your next big man is like Kevin right. Love, and then your next big man after that might be like Hayward. If right. you don't, I, just, have you know, I don't know strategically in. how that works in the, in the <laughs> like, All-Star game, in a game of this magnitude. I mean, I, how do, I don't know how you match up with the West. Well, I mean, that, that they're not, they're going to get beat by like 30. In this I, game. It's the All-Star game. I think it'll, actually, well, it'll if Giannis, like every other if Giannis game. is the only one that tries again, maybe he'll actually yeah. get the minutes to go out there and take that MVP down. Yeah. Do you think they get to 200 points this year? <sighs> I really hope West that. got to 192 last so year. So gross last year. I love that. That's my type of basketball. <laughs> I just hate it. Like, just at least pretend to try a little bit. So, defense. what do you want them to do instead? Just like, is it as simple as please try? Yeah, like okay. I, I love. It'd be really fun if they try. I long for the like all star games of like the mid 2000s where you had a few. You had a few of them where it was like back and forth down the stretch. Yeah. Everyone was really trying. Like, I know that. They like the players. I think they all kind of agree that if it is close in the final like four or five minutes, that they are gonna sort of try. Right. But the problem is, if it's not close, then you just have sixty minutes where no or where nobody or forty eight minutes where nobody tries. I think what needs to happen here is we need to bring back the players wearing their actual game jerseys in the game. It, it seems like as soon as the NBA switched over to wearing the All Star jerseys in the all-star game then the quality of the game immediately i declined find that hard to believe i think the i mean i'm kidding but that, that's about the same but some of the best mind. some of the best jerseys in the history of the nba are like all-star only jerseys from like the mid-90s like the well those are terrible but like <laughs> the ones from like when san yeah, antonio yeah, yeah. was hosting and when like phoenix, phoenix was hosting like those are great jerseys yeah kind of the desert themed yeah. jerseys have basically done, have just done well we need to go back to desert themed jerseys well, we need to, regardless of where the all-star game they need to put us in charge of the all-star game jerseys those have, those have been an absolute train wreck for a number of years it's weird that it's that hard it shouldn't be like why do they why are they so dead set on going with the red white and blue at like where one one side 
it's like red and yeah, one side well, it's white and then you because just have, technically the conference logos like the east yeah, is blue and the west is red just, i guess i mean it's just so lame like yeah go go back to the to be dropping l bombs go like back that, to the desert theme go back to the desert theme yep okay so we've been through all the locks hit on Kemba we've hit on Embiid we've hit on Porzingis who's Porzingis is also in my second tier who I feel good about but have you named have you actually named so if you you're saying loves your fifth starter sure do you trade change to that so then who are your seven reserves DeRozan Beal Beal. yeah Beal DeRozan Lowry Kemba Porzingis and if Embiid if he's healthy for sure he probably starts like we said the last spot then to me probably goes to Hassan Whiteside. When you had Hayward. Yeah, Hayward's up. So you're so you're saying Whiteside over Horford for like yeah. if we're comparing I'm our, not voting for Horford. But then how do you have Kemba and Whiteside in if we only disagree about Horford? Uh well I think it depends on Embiid, right? Okay. As far as numbers. I'm just saying I'm Embiid counting, starting. I'm assuming Embiid is not going to be in the game. So that would mean that Kemba, Porzingis, and Whiteside are my 10, 11, 12. Okay. The I'm, last guy for me who was in the feel good about it tier, Yao Ming. <laughs> I'm, it's been seven years since he was voted the starter in the All-Star game, a year in which he was hurt and didn't play. I'm. He's due. <laughs> I'm. Do we even know what he's doing? He's He's like doing humanitarian stuff, right? I think the NBA has kind of got him in that Dikembe Mutombo role where he just travels around and like does nice things. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it's been a while. So, so I have Embiid. I'm saying he's going to play. Okay. And I just don't want to, I don't want to be that negative and go ahead and suggest that he's already going to be too hurt to play by the (laughs) all-star game. Um, while I, while I admit that it's possible, um, so then, yeah, Horford, Horford, Lowry, Przingis. So, I'd, like, Kemba was a guy that I uh, – he was the first guy I cut out. I mean, he'll probably – like, the thing about this is, like, one of the guys who we're not even talking about as a health risk is probably going to not be able to play because yes, of some random exactly. injury. Uh, so, yeah, the guys like Kemba probably gets in, you know, somehow, some way. Uh, is there any Is there any way that you could see Isaiah Thomas getting voted in as a starter? No. No, I uh, – I mean, obviously we have to talk about him, but I mean, if he doesn't come back until January, is there any precedent for a player coming back that late? Well, uh, was it two years ago with Kyrie? Kyrie got voted in when he had only played in like 20 games or whatever. Um, I think that was yeah, two, after, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, after the, the broken kneecap, that's right. Uh, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I, think so. I don't think Isaiah Thomas's popularity level, especially now that he's in a new city, is anywhere yeah. near that. Although I do think he probably would get voted in over wall if he'd been healthy the whole season, just cause I think he kind of gets the LeBron yeah. ticket vote, you know, like all the LeBron fans right. just vote kind for all the cabs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's nice for John wall that he doesn't have to yeah, worry for John wall. about competing with Isaiah Thomas for votes and a huge break for the viewer, uh, that sure. we probably don't have to see Isaiah Thomas in this game. Yeah. I mean, you talk about all time <laughs> worst guys to watch in an all-star setting, right? Uh, no dunks no thanks really doesn't do anything fancy <laughs> just like he yeah like a lot. Uh, he's trying so hard to like break some guy down yeah. and like everyone's just kind of like what are you doing man like if you got to work that hard to get your shot off in an all-star yeah, game exactly. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be so playing stand over there um so i have 11 guys who i have earmarked as wild cards okay who i could you know certain sequences of events could transpire 
and I can see them in an all-star These game. are guys we haven't talked about yet? Not a single one of them. Okay, so well, then I only passing. have, if we're only doing guys we haven't talked about yet, I'm I, only have, little, I only have seven. Okay, I've been a little generous with these, um, but we'll start Andre Drummond. Oh, I don't think there's any chance. I think there's a chance. I, think there's, I don't know. Like, I think there's a 0% chance. If he's averaging gets 15 and 15 and is I, gotten zero a little better chance. and the Pistons are in the five spot at the all-star well, break, I don't know. I think there's a 0% chance the Pistons are in the five spot. Okay. Are they that much worse than the Bucks? Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know that they are. Yeah. I just don't know that they are. <laughs> okay. Well, what if they're in the sixth spot then, if that's what it comes to? I, don't, I, think, oh, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that Andre Drummond could well, be an all-star. Okay. I actually, so... The coaches pick the reserves, and then that's a that's not a mark in his favor. And then Adam Silver picks like if there needs to be like a last minute replacement type of thing. And okay, so the I just don't see any coach that's taking Drummond. Like I don't think his own coach would vote for him. I don't think like there's not a single organization in the NBA that wants him. So why would any coach vote him in as an All Star? He was an All Star reserve two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, like half the league would have happily maxed him out, and the Pistons did. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah Pau Gasol was also a, a reserve that year. So it's, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I'm just saying, I think it could happen. All right, I'm not saying well, I think it will happen. Uh, agree to disagree. Happen. He was. I hope these a, are getting even an injury replacement. I hope these are going from least likely to most likely. Mm, uh, not really in any order, but okay. Drummond would have been near the top. Okay. <laughs> Number two, Serge Ibaka. I actually have him on my. Okay, I don't. Yep. Again, I don't think it could happen. But if the Raptors are the number two or number three team, which they easily January, could be doing, they they like to win regular season yes. games. If Ibaka, you know, finally being comfortable for the first time in a few years, plays like a vintage Serge Ibaka can, then it's possible. And he's, you know, uh, coaches are, you know, definitely. I think his style of play is the type of play where you're not going to have many coaches that just think he's a total scrub like he's good at the things you want your power forwards to be good at in today's game and yeah i think there's definitely a chance that i mean he could even be on the team with the best record in the east at the time of the all-star break i would definitely pick a few other teams to finish ahead of the raptors Cavs trade for him yeah (laughs) but i mean we've look the Cavs don't really care what their playoff seating is the celtics They've got a lot of stuff to figure out. The Raptors have continuity on their side. So. Yeah, they have almost nothing to figure out. <laughs> it's it's all figured out. Yeah. Spot. Put it on cruise control. Um, Dwight Howard. I have him as my, as a really? as a potential all-star. I appreciate that. That's very big of you to yep. see the light. I, I mean, so Dwight Howard gets in. I'll let um, you lay it out since he's... Well, clearly the Hornets need to be at least, you know... The seven or the eight seed at the minimum at the time. I would think voting. he'd. I'd think he'd, they'd have to be better than that for them to get two guys in. Because like, there's no way Dwight would get in if Kemba's not also getting in, right? Depends how good he is. <laughs> if, if Dwight, if Dwight just goes back to like twenty five <laughs> and twelve, Dwight. Hey, have you not heard the comments? One, Dwight Howard <laughs> adding a three point shot. Two, <laughs> Nick Batum the other day said he hopes to be the Hito Turkaloo to Dwight's. Dwight. <laughs> okay. 2008. Um, um, so think about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dwight Howard, again, like Yao Ming, due for an all-star appearance. It's been three years now. He's been dry. Um, I, and I think like he was close last year. He averaged 14 and 13 
with a block a game. I mean, that's look solid for an Eastern this, Conference center. In this Eastern Conference, he has the potential to get in. There's no denying sure does. that. All right, now. Um, <laughs> that's do you want to do you want to go back and forth on these? Sure. Like I have a, I have a couple. Um, Chris Middleton. He's on my list as well. I don't um, think it would take all that much for him to make it. I really don't either. I don't actually see a huge gap in skill between a guy like Chris Middleton and some of the guys that I actually have in as reserves, like, you know, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, like Kyle Lowry, Al Horford. Chris Middleton's definitely in that tier of player to me where he could be the third best player on a team that maybe, you know, goes to a conference finals, maybe goes to a finals. Um, and I think that there's a chance the Bucks have a top four record in the East. And if mm-hmm. there's just a, you know, one or two of the guys that we mentioned as starters are either really underperforming or hurt, I could see a scenario where Middleton is the replacement that a guy like Adam Silver maybe picks. Yep. Or just, I mean, Middleton's a guy that every coach is going to be in support of right. having on that team. He's definitely not the type of guy we want to see in an all-star game, but uh, I think he's definitely in the mix. He is just like the primo res- injury reserve pick type yeah. of guy. Like he was made to be picked to an all-star <laughs> oh, team yeah. as an injury oh, yeah. as, re- as a replacement. But I think him more so than anybody, his candidacy is going to be tied to team success. If the Bucks yes. are fifth or worse in the East, he's not getting in. But if the Bucks are, you know, they just get off its hot start, Giannis is playing well. It's like, hey, we should probably give this team two guys, and it's going to be pretty obvious after Giannis who you would go to there. Like the injury to Jabari in, in some kind of bizarre ways, I guess, has helped Middleton in, in this respect in terms of his profile as an individual player. Right. Well, like, so say the Bucks have four more wins than the Raptors at the All-Star break. Could you really... I mean, is it that hard to just justify saying, well, it should be Giannis, Middleton, and one Raptor versus it getting two Raptors and Giannis? I mean, I feel like there's a situation similar to this in one conference or the other every year, and I don't know how it would go. I mean, with the new system, it would it would really depend a lot on fan voting, and I, th- I think the Bucks would do everything they can, obviously, to get to make that happen, but obviously the Raptors would do the same. Well, so. I don't, but the reserves, fan voting has no bearing on the reserves, does it? Oh no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Well, in that in that scenario, then I think you would generally give the advantage to the better. I mean, team. All we right? got to do is go back to the infamous Hawks here. Yeah, oh. Nick Whalen's least favorite All Star decision of all time, putting Any four sport. four Hawks yeah. in that game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if that Hawks team can get like it was Millsap, uh, Corver, Horford, and Teague. Teague like Jeff Teague Teague and like back at, at this Corver at this time honestly like Middleton's um sort of Q rating right now is very similar to what Paul Millsaps was back then when those four Hawks got in I mean Millsaps just kind of upped his stock around the league ever since then but like Middleton right now I mean I I think it's less crazy to think of him as an all-star than it would have been to think of Teague or Corver getting in uh, that one Hawks year. So, yeah, if the Bucks are having a good year, then I think Middleton is in. Like, if they're tracking as a top-three team in the East, I think yeah. he gets in. I can't believe you brought up that Hawks 
stuff. I hate Uh-oh. when that happens. It, it had to, they had to got in all his reserves. They all had to get in. Joke. <laughs> I love that's the best part yeah. is that they they all were like reserves. all right, we got to pick uh, seven reserves. So we got the four Hawks. Who are the other three yeah. going to be? Jeez. <laughs> like, um, that year too, they gave they gave the Hawks' entire starting five a Player of the Month award, didn't they? I that was even worse remember. than the All Star game. And I I love it. It's great. Um, I don't love it at all. I love. I love rewarding team success like that. You know me. Um, all right, who's who's? You got another wild card to talk about? I'm, I'm all frazzled now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to look up on Basketball Reference what like how they denoted that. Oh yeah, mm, January Eastern Conference. It was a five way tie between Damari Carroll, Al Horford, Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, and Jeff That's that's greatness. That's team team success. Ooh, can't God. can't put a price on that. Makes you want to throw up. <laughs> Do you need me to go? No. No, no, no. Unless you want to do snake here. You're going to reverse it. Um, I'm going to go Ben Simmons. Yep, I had him. Wild card. I knew you would have him. Yep. Um, you well, know, I mean, how again, could I not? Wouldn't count on it happening. No. But if there was ever a time, it's so rare for a rookie to be an all-star in the first place. But if there was ever a time for it, it would be now. With this Sixers team, the upside that it has, the hype that it has, and just with as bad as the rest of the conference is, if a few things happened, probably an injury or two would be necessary. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't really shock me, I guess. Well, I mean, let's just say Joel Embiid, uh, they, they, he doesn't miss hardly any time in the first half of the season due to injury, um, which probably means he would miss some in the second half. But like, <laughs> uh, let's just say he has a, a pretty healthy first half. He sits on all of his back to backs and everything like that. Uh, I think, you probably are looking at the Sixers as top five in terms of records in the East at that point, if, if he's been healthy that whole time. And, you know, Ben Simmons, he could have one of those rookie years that kind of, you know, one of those, you know, every five years type of stat lines where it's just all the counting stats. I mean, maybe not um, grading out well as a defender, maybe not, grading out well like true shooting percentage but i think he could average you know 14 15 points seven rebounds six assists something like that uh, especially if Embiid's healthy and you know if, if they're winning that many games i could definitely see ben simmons getting a vote yeah i mean like you said it's going to be tied to Embiid. that the sixers can't be a sitting in 11th place in mid-january and expect no. to get one let alone two all-stars so yeah i mean if Embiid if Embiid blows out his knee in march rather than january then if you okay yeah. let's just say um if Embiid did not play a game this season but Fultz and ben simmons were healthy for the whole season how many games does the sixers team win mm. like i'm thinking i'm thinking like 30 maybe yeah 28 to 30 yeah which is that, not terrible but if if Embiid were to play 65 games then all of a sudden they're pretty easily over they 40 win 65 <laughs> they win all 65 and 0 with Embiid <laughs> uh, okay so who's your next guy uh so I have one that is just gonna blow your mind but I feel like I should just save that one good little teaser tease it like that yeah I got I have to um Who is it? give me a hint uh he plays in the east he's a big man okay. that narrows it down um all right, we kind of already talked about Hassan Whiteside, but he's one of my wild cards. I just, I, do you think it's more likely that he gets in or Dragic? That's the caveat I was going to mention earlier. They're not getting two. No. Um, I don't. I mean, it it, it could go either way. Honestly, I, I probably Whiteside just because his numbers are going to pop. 
and but you're again, dealing with coach situation. like Irving, Wall, Lowry, Walker, yeah. like one or two of those guys would right. have to be hurt probably. For yeah, like if Porzingis just isn't that good or if he misses three weeks, then I think Whiteside maybe steps into that spot. There's just not there's just not that like glut of centers for him to have to beat out. I think he's better than Horford. I, I have him out uh, because I, I think he kind of falls – well, he's not going to be as bad as Drummond in this department. I just think the coach support yeah. for Whiteside across the league is going to be very minimal. So uh, the fact that that determines the reserves, I just have a hard time seeing him getting in. But it's certainly possible if, if the wins are there. Uh, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, I'm still thinking about whatever bomb you're going to drop. Yep, it's going to be a big here. bomb. You're going to hate it. Uh, okay. My, my, next favorite, guy is, my favorite kind of bomb. this drop. isn't your guy. My next guy is Aaron Gordon. Oh, I didn't even have him. Okay, I, I mean, I—he's probably least of all um, of all these guys who I could really realistically see this happening. But what would he have should. to do? I, <laughs> and what would like say the Magic are only tracking as like a thirty-five win team? What would to be what, undefeated? What, what, what would he, what would his numbers have to be? I well, I don't know. That's the, that's the thing. But that's why he is on the wild card list because I don't know what it would take. But stranger things have happened. He was really good over the second half of last year. I just don't. I don't trust that the Magic are going to put him in the right spots to succeed at all, and that's really what scares me. I mean, his best argument would probably be that, you know, the coaching staff looks at this roster, realizes there's not an Arizona Wildcat on it, and they're like, mm-hmm. hands are tied. Right, that's true. I think that's failure to meet the <laughs> requisite number of Arizona players <laughs> in the All-Star game is probably his biggest uh, strength right now. I don't know. I just think if he makes the leap, it's, you know, he averaged 13 points a game mm. last year. If he averages 18 points, seven rebounds, and two and a half assists, you know, he'll have a little bit of a case. But I, I just don't trust Orlando enough as a team, as an organization. Uh, yeah, I don't trust him to be put in enough positions to succeed yes. when we had a regime change at coach last year, and they still couldn't find a way to and make it happen. And then they drafted someone who plays his position, right? Uh, might force him to not play his correct position again right so yeah there's a pretty compelling case for why aaron gordon is going to be well he can make the leap uh, um what a case yeah all right so i'll say Otto porter I feel like there's a yeah i think he's in the same boat as aaron gordon i think he's in kind of the same boat as uh, kind of the same boat as chris middleton where like it's gonna absolutely hinge on the amount of wins the Wizards have. Like the Wizards, I think everyone views as the third best team in the East, or most people do. People outside of Canada do, and mm-hmm. it's so like for Middleton to get in, I think the Bucks have to be a top four team. But for Otto Porter to get in, I think the Wizards have to be a top two team in the East in the first half, which I think is doable. Like you know, I haven't looked at the schedules, but all they would really need is. A easier schedule than one of the Celtics like or the Cavs. All those Cavs. Hawks and Bulls games are stacked, <laughs> right? Early uh, and then you know, I mean, it's not inconceivable for like Bradley Beal to be hurt or something like that. And then I think the Wizards probably get two guys in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, is Otto Porter going to continue to get better? Is he going to flatline after last year? That's, I mean, I'm interested to see that because he has his size and the fact that he basically he's always going to get a mismatch on him whenever Beal and Waller are also on the court with him. Like if he, if he takes a, a step forward, especially 
what he does inside the three-point arc and just you know driving on closeouts and stuff like that then i could definitely see him making it because his defense is uh kind of in that middleton tier yeah well they're gonna need him too at the beginning of the year with markeith morris out for a while they really didn't do they didn't do anything to get better the summer so they're gonna i think it's just kind of internal improvement is what they're counting on they, they didn't really have a lot of options. They couldn't really do anything because no. of the amazing contracts they handed out last yeah. summer. Um, yeah, is Yan Mahimi, is that, is that who your surprise guy is going to be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andrew Nicholson. Actually, he's, I, don't I don't even know what conference he he's in traded. anymore. <laughs> uh, he was involved in the in the Alan Crabb deal. Oh, oh right, now, right, right. <laughs> yep. he get, and then he was immediately him. stretched or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just kicked him out. Okay, you're out. Like, you're out of here. If you, if you want to get your money, come, come get it from us. <laughs> uh, so next on my list is Goran Dragic. We won't touch on him. We already yep. already talked about him. Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is kind of an obvious one. Just a, by default, who's the best young player who's flashed a little bit on a team that's now going to be looking for someone to shoot. 20 times a game because they don't have paul george so yeah i mean if indiana surprises some people if they're hovering around six seven eight by the all-star break and Miles turner's <laughs> that would the be quite the surprise uh, yeah I, I mean i think i feel if you had said like gun to my head one of these wild card guys is gonna make it he he might be number one he's up there probably with Ibaka. i mean he's kind of so he, he's significantly worse i mean would you say he's significantly worse right now as a player than porzingis I honestly think it's closer think than it's most close? people would say, but in terms of public perception, they're nowhere close. Porzingis is way better. Yeah, so I, like, I think they're going to be in the exact same situation where they're just on bad teams, putting up really good numbers, and it's just who gets rewarded. Uh, I think that there will probably be some pressure from the commissioner's office to put Porzingis in. Like, if it's... If the coaches are deciding and it's like, well, we're deciding between Porzingis, Chris Middleton, and Otto Porter, I think that there's going to be a nudge. And it's just like, well, how about the guy who's on the Knicks mm-hmm. and who is has star potential and not one of these role players? Exactly. Um, and I just don't see Miles Turner getting that kind of support. Like he he has, I mean, he has like borderline star potential, but he's on the Pacers. Like nobody cares. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite as high on him coming into the year. I mean, you and I have done some mocks. He's going. I mean, top thirty, top twenty-five in some situations, and I get I get the reasons for the hype, but he to me I, I just haven't seen the assertiveness. I guess mm-hmm. where like I wouldn't feel comfortable, and I don't know that the Pacers are comfortable, but just you know moving on from Paul George and being like, well, at least we have Miles Turner to take over. Like I don't know that he's quite ready for that. I didn't see that, especially in the postseason last year. He really didn't give them much. Man, I'm I'm really close to taking Horford out and putting Kemba Walker in. Horford's not even on my list. That's just kind of a personal stance. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never you'll never again put one of those hawks in. Harry <laughs> Gordon's on my list, but you will not find Aaron Gordon who has got like a career like 50% true shooting. Um all right. It might even be worse than that. <laughs> uh, let's not dig, dig into that too much. Um all right. I have one more before before the big bomb. <laughs> go and fire away all right uh well we talked about him Dwayne wade i think that he's on my list i think that there is a i would say greater than 10 percent chance that if he goes to the Cavs, well which he is going to the Cavs. i think that there's a legit chance he gets voted in to start like that's not i mean Dwayne wade's popularity last year versus john wall's popularity last year i mean on 
Like you can make the case that John Wall's voting was hurt by the fact that uh, Wizards weren't doing anything, but the Bulls weren't doing anything either. <laughs> Bulls were doing much worse. <laughs> and, and Dwayne Wade like tripled him up in votes. So well, here's the question: Is does he gain popularity by going to Cleveland yes. or lose popularity? Because I think he gains it. Yeah, I mean, are the people who voted for him in Chicago going to vote for him in Cleveland? I just you know, don't. What? I don't think it is. I don't. I'm not sure that it's I attribute it that. Do you attribute it to the Chicago thing, or do you attribute it know. to the carryover from the the Heat glory days? That's like, the thing. I mean, think about it. He started the All Star game two years ago with the Heat. Right. Had a ton of votes. You know, he had three hundred thousand more than the other backcourt starter, Kyle Lowry, who actually had had at the time a lot of votes because he got that late push. Uh, from Canada, you know, I don't know. It's there's really no good explanation. I, for I just it. think it like you shouldn't have been in the NBA. Is it's a star league, yeah. and like you have fans that just every you know every fan of the NBA has like a one or two guys right. who are just their guy. Dwayne Wade still got a ton yeah. of people who he's their favorite player. Like they right. came up on Dwayne Wade, and if he's playing and he's back playing with LeBron, they're running together again. Like I, they're doing the dunks. They're doing they're doing the. Doing the half court alley oops, they're doing, the doing a bunch of bunch of handshakes, bunch of jump up in the air and shoulder shoulder tap thing. I mean, that, there's a lot of, I mean, it's going to be fireworks in in the yeah. queue. So the question too then is, is the difference between Wade and Wall, or can Wall make up almost seven hundred thousand fan votes? <laughs> you know, like John Wall's really good and he's way better right. than Wade, but right. seven hundred is a lot. That's a lot and, of votes, and the player vote was somewhat close I mean, right wall got 49 player votes wade got 33 wade right. got more than kemba he got and way more than beal the fan vote accounts for 50 percent yes. of the equation the, so that's the thing if he if he whoops wall in the fan vote and then it's fairly close in the players and like the media at that the, point the really media like because the media will obviously side with wall yes but as they, did they only year. count they only count for 25 percent. Yes. so if it like you said yeah if, if he takes care of business in the fan vote i don't see the gap being there in the player vote to like wall would have to whoop him in yeah. the in the player vote well the question i don't know do they does margin of victory count or is it just where you rank you know it's a good question i think it's just where you rank it's a sneaky sneaky so, formula well in that in that scenario it kind of evens out because wade was you know like i said almost seven hundred thousand votes ahead of wall but wall was seventh wade was second in fan voting if you go to media Wall had 15 media votes. Wade only had one, but 15 ranked fifth and one ranked sixth. So the difference there doesn't really matter. Right. So I, Wade, Wade might get in. I mean, <laughs> this is a good. I mean, is he going to get in? Well, here's another guy. <laughs> here's another guy on my list. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had more all-star votes from the fans than John Wall did last year. So maybe Rose and Wade end up stealing each other's votes. Is he on the Cavs? Derrick Rose? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He is on the Cavs. <laughs> I think that's going to hurt him. Um, I think I don't think there's much crossover in the <laughs> Derrick Rose fans and the LeBron fans. There shouldn't be. There hasn't been, right? Historically, so like I think him playing with LeBron. Well, you don't have to. You, you, LeBron's in the front court. I know, but I'm, I'm no. I'm just saying. Like I think a lot of the. I think with each year, a ton of people are jumping off the Derrick Rose fan bandwagon this year i think i think with each year i think it's exponential (laughs) each year more and more people hop off and at this point i think i don't know if he can make up that ground i think Dwayne wade's fans are lifetime Dwayne wade fans whereas i think derrick rose's fans 
are kind of looking for someone else to be fans of. Rose has definitely given them some reasons to maybe back away, <laughs> both on and off the court. Although last year, he, I mean, he was right there with Kyle Lowry in fan voting. I mean, I just want that the record to show that that's how irrelevant Derek Rose is. That I mm-hmm. was like, he's on the Cavs, right? Like, he's yeah. just so irrelevant well, to he's this year's point guard, so WM, be ready or, for yeah. All right, um, all right. You ready for? Did you did you hear about everything? Like, do you know? Like who's all with who now? You know Mello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Are we okay. we're gonna talk about Mello in a second, right? I hope so. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so drop the bomb here. Who is it? So uh, this is actually I I sent you a message the other day. I was like, dude, we gotta do a pod on the All Star rosters, right? Which is very unlike you to reach out to <laughs> right, me to do right, a pod. Right. I knew it, something was it up. It literally never happens. Um, but I was just like looking at some numbers and thinking about how bad the East is. And I was like, could Cody Zeller make an all-star team off the bench? I mean, look, he's better than Dwight. He's better than their other front court players. Probably. You're right that he is going to come off the bench, but you know, how long is he going to come off the bench? Uh, You know, what if Dwight gets hurt? Dwight Howard Um, doesn't get hurt. Right. (laughs) Um, Talking about the same Dwight Howard? I think, I just think, I mean, look, Cody Zeller's not even going to come close to getting in the All Star game, but I think towards the end of the year, you're going to have a lot of think pieces from people talking about how Cody Zeller is the most underrated player in the NBA just because, like, he's this advanced stat darling and, like, their on off numbers with him are just insane. Like, he's, uh, you know, a much better defender than the traditional stats suggest. He's, you know, really good at, you know, mid-range shooting and everything like that. I just think that he's going to be, he's going to get a lot of, um, you're going to have people actually writing columns about Cody Zeller this year, which is going to be Are weird. you going to be one of those people? Hell no. He's the only Cody in the history of the NBA. So he's, he, that's good. That. He's pretty good at being named Cody. I just don't, <laughs> I don't see that. That's, no. that was nowhere on my radar. Like I had a couple guesses. I was that was like, my bomb. Yeah. That's why like, it's oh, a bomb. I thought you were going to say like Gortad or Valanciunas no. or Tristan no. Thompson. Ugh. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, no, he uh, is better than all three of those guys. That's not well, – maybe it's true. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I saw a video today of Tristan Thompson knocking down corner threes, by the way. so Oh, boy. Look out. Watch out. People <laughs> concerned about the calf spacing, it'll be is, fine. Is there a big man in the history of, like, the past five, six years of the NBA who hasn't at one point been knocking corner threes down in, like, some practice or some shoot-around? Nah. I feel like nah, they've all they've all done it. Yeah. like. They've all gone to the corner and knocked down some threes. I remember when you and I were preparing for the draft a couple years ago, there was that video of Willie Cauley-Stein yep. just yep. draining corner three and after I'd, corner I've three been, after corner three. Willie Cauley-Stein has attempted four career three-pointers. He's 0 for 4. Well, this year we were hearing about uh, Bam Adebayo's yep. corner threes. Yep. Is that going to be a real thing? I guess we'll find out. I'd I would be shocked if he's not a marksman. <laughs> um, Tristan Thompson would be actually really comical if he found a way to become a really good. I just can't shooter. even picture him <laughs> shooting like from that far away. He shoots it like he shoots free throws, where he kind of gets down and it's all one. I mean, it's, this it's is Shane a guy. Battier, like this is a guy who had to change shooting hands. And really didn't, it really didn't change anything. Like he was equally like he's neither handed. He has no dominant right. hand. He had to change shooting hands after he got to the NBA. <laughs> So I'm having a hard you know time. How talented you have to be having to get a, to the NBA? Having a hard time buying that, it. Man, I just don't know if I'm using the right hand. I think I gotta go to the other hand. 
I mean, can you imagine like a pitcher getting to the big leagues and being like, man, I think I might have to be a righty. <laughs> like the only sport where that's maybe acceptable <laughs> is golf, where if you haven't golfed a lot growing up and you play and it's like your parents just handed you a sand, uh, a set of right-handed clubs and just assumed th- those would work. Like I'm right-handed and I golf left-handed. It took my parents I do know, a while I do to, know a few people that do that. Which yeah, a lot of, I, I think it's, I think it's saying, common. I think it's like I just can't imagine it working for me but i guess yeah, if you well, get him at a young enough age yeah. it just doesn't it, it doesn't compute so i have one more player on my list in under wild cards okay jeremy lynn i mean he's he's gonna finish top five top six in the backcourt voting so he was ninth in the eastern conference backcourt fan vote last year and he, despite playing 12 games right. before the all-star break uh and a number of those games came you know very early in the year he was basically on the shelf the entire season like that's his that's his floor of votes ninth yeah right like he he won't finish outside the top 10 regardless of what happens well yeah i mean i'm trying to think if someone ahead of him might have you know might have left the conference but no actually he was actually eighth in fan voting even worse so so he's got that nice he's got the nice uh base i honestly wouldn't be surprised if brooklyn if Brooklyn is respectable, I don't know what that equates to as far as wins at the All-Star break, but if they're not a complete disaster and he's not missed a game, it, it's it's a possibility. Like, who has a better chance of being voted in as a starter, Kemba Walker or Jeremy Lin? Jeremy Lin. Yeah. No doubt. I think the bigger question would be Wade versus Lin. They kind of have the same what about, factors. I mean, would we? are we willing to say that if we had to handicap the backcourt odds the top four in some order is Kyrie wall wade lynn for starting or do or I, are you are you gonna put lowry or beal or derosen or any of them I in there i think you'd have to put derosen in there ahead, but, of, ahead of but lynn, lynn is lynn? lynn and wade are in the top five if you're okay. talking just starting. so yeah. okay so wade and lynn are in derosen wall irving yeah. it's gonna come down to one of those two of those five it's a very <laughs> odd system. There's, we've proven time and again that no matter what we do, there's really no good way to pick all stars. We the, should just get to pick them. The thing that works against Lynn much more than Wade is like Lynn's going to get zero media votes, and he's not going to oh. get really any love from the players, no matter how well he plays. So Wade's always going to have that sort of player love where he just he's the vet that like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys came up modeling their game after they're going to vote for him they like watching him play uh lynn doesn't really have any of that obviously so i think that 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 definitely makes it harder for him under this mm-hmm. new system to to get in clean even if he were to finish in the top two in the fan voting who do you think were the three players who voted for mario hazonia <laughs> i wish that could I, be so so my theory on that is like i think a lot of these crappy players uh kind of get on these sort of survivor teams with each other where they promise to yeah. Like, you vote me in, I'll vote you in, that type of thing. And they just kind of build up right, alliances like, that way. Who's Hazonia teaming up with? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, someone, yeah. I mean, did, he calls up, did like, Vucevic throw him a bone? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's just like, hey, yeah. keep your head up, kid. I'll, I'll give you an all-star vote. So that's the list. Uh, pretty uninspiring after that that top eight or nine. But I mean, it should that, be fun. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. There's going to be the starting five could be really good if it's yeah. if it's Wall if Wall gets in and if Embiid's healthy. That's that a so pretty fun. sweet starting five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so, like a great All Star game starting right. five. 
I'm trying to look at how many projected first-time All-Stars we'll have. Beal would be one. Hayward. Embiid. Hayward was an All-Star last year in the West. And then... Was he? Yeah. Porzingis, if he gets in. Whiteside, if he gets in. And then, obviously, all the wild-card guys except for Dwight. Wait, has Drogic been an All-Star? Drogic, Drogic is not. He's been a third-team All-NBA player, but he has not been an All-Star. Interesting. Are you 100% sure Hayward got in last year? Yes. I always thought that that was like one of the arguments for why he wanted to come to the East is because he was sick of being snubbed of the All-Star game. Yep, you're right. No, no, he was he was there. He didn't have a lot of people swarming him. <laughs> the old media sessions but he was in fact there um do we want to talk about mellow this week or or i think we want to talk about it now all right because the west is going to be a lot messier <laughs> it's going to be real messy i mean who's who are going to be the wild cards in the west I mean, <laughs> Kawhi leonard yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so mellow i mean do we even want to t- start with wade or start with mellow there's Two equally hot stories. Well, let's just put a bow on Wade. Okay. Uh, we'll circle back on Wade. So Wade's going to be kind of the – is he going to start at the two? He's going to start at the two. I think that was part of the start. Deal. He'll start at the two slash sit out the game. Right. I think they'll really <laughs> want him to come off the bench. It'll become clear early on that that's not an option. He'll have a very similar reaction to Carmelo when Carmelo was asked about yeah. possibly coming off the bench today. Um, yes. So anyway, it's going to just kind of roll his eyes and be like, LeBron, I, I think I should come off the bench. <laughs> and LeBron's like, oh, crap, I kind of think you do too. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that <laughs> yeah, right. That'll never happen. <laughs> oh, so you, so you don't want to? I mean, or? it honestly makes so much more sense for Wade to come off the bench. I know. So much more. Spacing reasons. <laughs> All the sense in the world. <laughs> but but um, <laughs> it's not how things work. Uh, Can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, I think it's a good get for Cleveland just based on you need, you need to acquire talent. They're now probably deeper than they've ever been in, in this second era of LeBron in Cleveland, but they also are maybe as shallow at the top, I guess, as they've been. And this, this might be the most kind of – hodgepodge roster at least since the first year what's this team's crunch time lineup in the postseason if you have a healthy isaiah thomas Hmm. i don't know if isaiah's on the floor well just tell me what the crunch time lineup is let's see okay tie game you're going isaiah wade lebron crowder and love okay so no tristan no i mean i think him and Crowder and or Love are kind of interchangeable. If you need to get a stop, Isaiah's off the court. Tristan's in. Tristan's in. Love's off the court. Love's off the court. And JR's in? Yeah, probably. JR, Shumpert's still on the team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I got it gives them options. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know what they say. It's more important <laughs> who finishes the game than who starts it. That's true. And, and Ed, this, I mean, it's going to be a fun Cavs team to watch. I, I rarely say that. Um, I'm really looking forward. I want Isaiah Thomas to get healthy as soon as possible because I just am really looking forward to the LeBron Isaiah Thomas dynamic and just sort of how those two treat each other on the court. Like I'm really hoping for it to be a big brother, little brother, little brother thing, even though they're not even really that far off in age. They're not related at all. But (laughs) um, 
yeah, I mean, do you think that this change it? Like, who did you think was going to get the one seed before this? Cleveland. And now you're staying yeah, with Cleveland. Have, wait, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they got better. I mean, the one thing you can say is, you know, with Carmelo and OKC, there's going to be this adjustment period, and certainly there will be for Wade as well. But we've, you know, he's worked with LeBron. You're not just throwing these guys together who, you know, not not to say that Melo, it's, it's not like he has no relationship with Westbrook or no relationship with PG, but it's not LeBron and the Wade. The adjusting is going to be kevin love isaiah thomas right adjusting and those two at least have some sort of a basis right to a, a photo from an AAU tournament. <laughs> well i i almost feel a tiny bit bad for kevin love here just because mm-hmm. i mean he was a guy i think he was kind of getting maybe a little psyched up for like at least the first month or two of this season like yeah. actually being the number two option again it'd been so long for him mm-hmm. uh and i mean he should still technically be the number two option while Isaiah Thomas is out, but I feel like Dwayne Wade's gonna have the ball more than he is when they're on the court together. So um might be back to being third wheel for it's gonna be a lot of corner standing. Yeah, well he's he's used to it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think it was I I'm still pretty high on Kevin Love. I think he's still gonna have his best year as a Cavalier, but Wade being there complicates things a little bit. If he was he was in line to be LeBron's best friend this season. <laughs> and that was just not going to happen. Pay, he'd been paying his dues. Yeah. He was finally about to be LeBron's right. best friend. Oh, Wrong. He got, Went uh, back to his you're ex. You're bud. Like, <laughs> um, drunk texted his ex. She showed up three days yep. later. <laughs> Dwayne's back, guys. Yeah. Sorry. No no more team right. dinners. Just me and Dwayne. <laughs> me and Dwayne and the wives. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody gets on LeBron for two years ago going to Miami and hanging out with Wade for a week and a half. Like, are those two just going to go off? I think it's just going to be like the plane lands. Those two yep. have a SUV, picks them up. They go somewhere. Everybody else goes somewhere else. The SUV will be waiting right like on the tarmac. Right. They like, they're not going to be like associating. immediately into it and yep. see ya. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly how. And I, I think they might even fly private away, from, or like separate private jets. I think maybe can you attach a sidecar to an airplane, <laughs> like a motorcycle? <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to be tempted to for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to be it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, so Carmelo, uh, I guess this one's more interesting in terms of just where, like, where did you have the thunder finishing in the west before this i think i had them four or five i think i, I had five i had them four so who would okay. you head over them rockets spurs warriors who else i have the warriors six <laughs> uh no they must have been four yeah. i don't have the list i think they were they pretty were either four they were pretty five, clear four i want to say four yeah um because i mean it's like who else like clippers jazz i think i had denver denver up, yeah you know but i mean so they i think we both had them four so do they move ahead of Houston or San Antonio after that? Well, Vegas tacked down one win to their projection uh, with the addition of Melo. So, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I think on paper they should be quite a bit better than the Spurs, right? But we know better than that after, like, 20 years of the Spurs doing what they do. Well, I've heard uh, – gosh, I forget who. Um, but, like, so I think I would still take – the Spurs to win more regular season games than the Thunder. I mean, it's it's going to be close, but I I think the Thunder are a, a significantly tougher out in the postseason than the Spurs are now. 
Yeah, I mean, and that that might have even been the case before this. Right. But I I just think to me part of the big nice thing about this, honestly, more than getting mellow, is getting rid of Canner and McDermott yeah. from your rotation and like mellow. Mellow's maybe just a neutral player who in big spots is probably more capable of doing stuff than some other neutral players. But like Cantor, just huge negative player. Uh, Doug McDermott, huge negative player. And so just not having to play Enos Cantor for 20 minutes per game in a postseason series to me is, is pretty huge. And then you have, and you're adding a, a guy that can, make the shots that you thought Doug McDermott was going to make without being that big of a negative on defense. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this necessarily changes my my overall outlook on like the ceiling of this team. I still would pick Houston to beat them. Of course, yes. I would still pick Golden State to beat them, but I mean, crunch time 5 yeah. could be pretty dangerous cuz you you go Westbrook, Roberson, Mello, George, Adams, and Roberson's shooting is less of an issue with with you having George and Mello yes. spacing it than Oladipo. And you can right, and you can have you know you just tell Roberson to go guard Steph. You tell Westbrook to guard Clay, um, George on KD, Mello, <laughs> Mello on like Draymond Iggy slash Iggy. Iggy. Yeah. Whatever. And then Young, yeah. Adams on Draymond or Adams on, mm-hmm. you know, Zaza or whoever, like, but like you can at least sort of see a scenario where the Warriors still win that series in like yeah. five, but they're not like super pumped about it going in. Uh, yeah. Just knowing that like Katie's going to have to work hard. Steph's going to have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah, I mean, if anything, it, it almost might benefit a team like the Rockets who, you know, uh, would presumably face Golden State in the conference finals, whereas OKC takes them to six in, right. the, in the semifinals. It, it's it's going to be less of a cakewalk, I think. Golden State's going to be probably better mm-hmm. than last year, which is kind of gross to even think about. But is the, it the top of the West got better too? Yeah, I mean, it it it, it at least makes it more interesting. Like if some injury happens, like mm-hmm. you know, in if some injury happens to like KD or Steph in that series, then all of a sudden you might have a series whereas you definitely did not right. before which um, is again insane that it takes three all-stars to maybe have a chance if the other team's best player gets it. it's crazy how many bad contracts there are in the league right now like yes. that the enos Cantor contract just horrible like dead money basically yep. but it's like it seems like 20 to 25 teams have at least one enos Cantor contract on their books yeah well it's i mean with the cap going up so high for one year and then not really sustaining that growth it went from nobody was a bad contract last year to now that the cap is back to a semi-normal level those deals look much worse in retrospect i mean like alan crab they that was one that was signed last year and within like two months it was pretty clear that it was a bad deal well like ryan anderson the rockets couldn't even they would have carmelo if it get, wasn't for that deal. they couldn't even get carmelo because of they couldn't they weren't willing to give up like two first rounders to get off Ryan Anderson, right. which obviously they Crazy. shouldn't. They shouldn't give up two first rounders to get off Ryan Anderson. But okay, uh, we'll finish with this. Who who's going to make a bigger impact on the bottom line for their team, Wade or Mello? Mello. Okay, I agree. I think Wade will give the Cavs an interesting dynamic that they didn't necessarily have last year. Um, but he did. You know, I th- Mello's just a better player. Though. I think he's, and I think Wade's a worse fit 
Um, yeah. the the role that like at this point he can't like he can't shoot. He's like a is he even an average defender anymore when he's dialed no. in? I don't think so. So yeah, he's I think bel- that would be giving him too much credit for his past. Right, below average defender can't shoot, and he's not like so. He's really only good when he has the ball in his hand, and he's not gonna have the ball in his hand. <laughs> so like, to, it's it's right. really not a good fit basketball wise. Mm-hmm. It it you it makes sense why it happened and everything. Yeah. Like LeBron and him like trust each other. They know each other's gonna be and everything like that. But Melo at least like you're like, well, oh, finally the Thunder mm-hmm. have a knockdown shooter who's not just exactly. a total zero on defense. If Wade had improved his jump shot at all over the last couple of years, you'd be a little more encouraged. It's kind of weird that he never did. Cause like, well, he did at the beginning of last year and then just stopped. Like, he was a really good three-point shooter for... Or like, it was at the end of two years ago, too, in the playoffs. I just... I would have... I think if you'd asked me like five years ago if I thought he was going to get his jumper to the point where he would sort of be that Jason Kidd late career, like, can't leave him open. Like, he's not going to make it, like, with a hand in his face, but, like, can't leave him open. I would have probably bet on him getting there, but he never did. I mean, if it comes down to it, the Warriors are going to be more than happy to leave Dwayne Wade open and let oh, him. they're going to love that. In, oh, in the game five. they can't wait to do that. All right, we'll be back on Thursday with the Western Conference. Uh, until then, take it easy. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.